Surrender is being flown over Brooklyn tomorrow in the midst of Shabbat to the Jews who are observant, whether it's Orthodox, Conservative, Hasidim. And uh, from uh, this evening, which uh, should be at about 6 o'clock, they turn off their uh, phones, Rich Radabali. They will not be going to see Sid and O'Reilly in Huntington. Or I will be with Nancy. No, they won't. And they won't uh, resurface on their technology if they're observing until about 6 o'clock Saturday night. But in the course of the day, once they've gone to synagogue and shul, they'll walk around. It's going to be a beautiful day, right? I I think it's almost going to be 80 degrees tomorrow, right? I mean, it's got to be global warming climate change out there. 80 degrees. Marquana mine. So you're going to see on Eastern Parkway, outside of 770 Eastern Parkway, World Lubavitcher Headquarters, a place I know well. Uh, I need to remind all the Jews out there, especially the Lubavitch, when they were being attacked, when there was a three-day pogrom against their community in August of 1991. Yours truly and the guardian angels were there with you 30 days and 30 nights right on the corner of Kingston and President. You can never expunge that from the record because nobody else was. Schumer was, Nitishmata Potts, all the big mocker Jewish politicians. None of them were there where you were under attack by Al Slim Shady Sharpton, Sonny Carson, all of their supporters, including giving tactical air support at that time. Remember, it was 1991. Eric Adams, who was a Farrakhan guy at that time, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was not on the side of the Lubavitches. So now it seems that we may have something similar. Not quite, but something similar. Because at approximately 3 p.m. Saturday, an advisory has gone out to the Lubavitch or Jews in the area of... um, of the Brooklyn Public Library, Prospect Park, the Ark, Grand Army Plaza there, to stay home. Advised not to go out on Shabbat. I, I have never heard. There are apparently police, NYPD, who were telling this to uh, the Jews, uh, to wave uh, the, the flag, uh, the white flag of surrender. Maybe, maybe barricade yourself in your apartments or your house or your synagogues. Or in 770 Eastern Parkway. And don't venture out until the following day. Is, it, is, that the, is that what this has become, surrender? This is unbelievable. New York City, where there are more Jews than any other area in the world other than Israel itself. 
And Brooklyn, which has more Jews than any of the other five boroughs, apparently has acknowledged surrender. Surrender to Jews who have claimed that tomorrow at 3 p.m., Jews for Hamas, Jews for justice, Jews for Palestinians, and their many allies wearing the kafirs, the shmatas on their head because they don't want to be doxxed. They don't want to be uh, categorized uh, by who they are. Some of them Antifa members who actually teach in the public school systems paid for by the Department of Education, DOE, dumbest organization ever. And they're going to be out there in force at 3 o'clock. And apparently their plan is, both amongst the elements of Black Lives Matter, which has become big, large mansions, and Antifa, and these crazed Palestinian supporters, and, yep, these self-hating Jews who should impale themselves with a menorah. Jews for Hamas. This is the name of the group. Jews for Palestinians. Jews for justice. They plan on marching down Eastern Parkway in the direction of Crown Heights and Utica Avenue and Eastern Parkway. Now, are they trying to set something off because the Lubavitch normally would be out in the streets on this Shabbat walking around with their families? I think they are. And I think it's incumbent upon law enforcement to make sure that they horseshoe them in like they did last Saturday night. We're going to talk about that at the end of the uh, Rip and Read. As they horseshoed them in, remember, on 72nd and 5th, preventing them from going over the 3rd Avenue, where the mother of all battles would have taken place, because can you imagine on a Saturday night? All those Irish bars on 3rd Avenue in Bay Ridge. Oh, my God, the battle that would have taken place. We're going to talk about that extensively, because that's also in the area in contention for the election of the city council person there. Will it be Justin Brannan? supporter of the Palestinians, supporter of Hamas, supporter of uh, all of those who are out there promoting terrorism, or is he going to be on the side of the U.S. of A. and of Israel? Well, last weekend, uh, he was trying to walk the tightrope. That's why you got to elect Harry King. I will have guardian angels out there. I've had guardian angels up in Washington Heights near our headquarters near Yeshiva University, to make sure that everything is peaceful, tranquil, and quiet. We all need to do what we can, but surrender and retreat is not in our vocabulary. And Jews, I'm looking at the number of demonstrations that are scheduled all weekend long. I don't see any Jewish demonstrations. What is it? Young people, uh, I guess they're too busy studying, I don't know, playing video games. We can't get young Jews out there in the streets uh, defending Israel after an initial series of unity rallies that flopped because uh, you depended on Jewish politicians and the old mockers, the Jewish leaders who didn't even invite Republicans, by the way, didn't invite evangelicals who, if they were on that stage, could have amassed a million people on a Sunday in the streets of America in support of Israel. Now, one outreach to the evangelicals, I've been telling you, they can put a million people in the streets those supporting the Palestinians couldn't come anywhere near that. But, oh, no, the Jewish leaders. No, we can't do that because they're going to try to convert us to Jews for Jesus. Uh, look, you need allies. You're losing the PR war. The videos, just the fact that Jews are under attack at Cooper Union, the kids 
were were basically kept hostage in the library. The supporters of the Palestinian terrorist Hamas, the ruling government, I might add, of Gaza, were banging on the doors to let us in. What were they going to do? Have a coffee clutch? And the NYPD advising people in, in Brooklyn not to go out on Shabbat? Where are the men out there? Hey, Jewish men, I don't care if you're BLT men, like uh, Sid Rosenberg, bacon, lettuce, and tomato. I don't care if you're non-observant. You're born of a Jewish mother, you're a Jew. You can't run from it. It's going to uh, require the resurrection of the JDL, Jewish Defense League. That's how it came about. In the 60s, when Maya Kahani and other groups all over the country that banded together to protect Jews who were under attack. And even though you have uh, you have uh, groups that patrol their areas, Orthodox, Hasidic areas, you have Shamrim, uh, you have another organization, Shmira. The fact is, they're not rough and tough like they used to be. No, no, ladies and gentlemen, this this is a sad, sad day when the NYPD is advising folks in Brooklyn not to go out on Shabbat. You know, I remember, I remember, I think I was at the White Rose Catering Hall in the shadow of uh, the J train years ago for a Shamrim gathering. Place was packed with Satmir from Williamsburg. And uh, I was the keynote speaker after Bob Grant, the King of Talk Radio. He came on first. Then he had to get back to Manalapan. And then I was the, the last speaker. And I said uh, to everybody there, they understood the universal words, hopsum, hopsum, to the day we die. Where are the men in the community? How come you're not out in the streets? How come you're not there to protect the students, the women, the children, the infirm, the elderly, who are being told, stay indoors, barricade yourself in, shiver, maybe go underneath the bed or the Castro convertible. Don't come out until we tell you the coast is clear. You remember Crown Heights? You remember that time back in August of 1991 when everyone forsaked the Lubavitch, including Jewish leaders who didn't want to go in there. They were too afraid. We went in, the guardian angels, 30 days, 30 nights. We're there to keep the peace. But I never thought I would see weakness like this before on the part of Jews. I thought, I thought, I thought the battle cry was not just JDL, every Jew at 22, but never again. Well, I'm seeing that in the streets of New York City. I'm telling you, I'm warning your leaders again, reach out to the evangelicals at their Sunday service. They can get a million people out into the streets of America in support of the state of Israel. They love the state of Israel. They go on pilgrimages to the state of Israel. They study the Old Testament first before they study the New Testament. They are bound and bonded to the state of Israel. Get them to join you because right now it ain't looking good. Because the supporters of the Palestinians and the terrorist Hamas, they're out there in the streets, they're busting their shoes, they're organized, and they basically have forced a situation in which the NYPD is telling Jews not to go out on Shabbat in Brooklyn, 
surrender? Never over my freaking dead body. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Another day, another opportunity for Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, to do a pivot and shift, as he calls it. I call it a flip-flop. But it's another day that he has proven that he is incompetent. You are watching an incompetent person turning a competent place in a city to live in. This is what we need to recognize. We do. Universally, by now, I think everybody does, including those who voted for Eric Adams. And um, people were coming up to me all the time last night at a huge gathering, town hall meeting. One of two we've had the first night. It was in Rockaway Beach, 90th Street at the Knights of Columbus. And last night, an even larger gathering on the Brooklyn side in Nostrand. Nostrand and Quentin Road at the Knights of Columbus, at least 350 people packed. And many people coming up to me, hey, you know, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have voted for Eric Adams. And I said, now well, now you must suffer. You must suffer for the next two years. Uh, let's see if you're going to change your mind and vote for me the next time. But that's still uh, that's still out there in the ether. Let's deal with the ever-changing ways of Eric Adams. Let's say yesterday he was going to give out Rich Radabali poop tents. Poop tents. In fact, Rich Radabali's daughter is our news person here, but his son is an Eagle Scout. And uh, Rich was trying to figure out how much uh, this uh, effort uh, to uh, continue bringing in illegal aliens uh, into our country as part of the invasion of America would cost us. We talked about the Coleman camping tents, uh, the person weatherproof tents with weather tech technology, double thick fabric. And I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Stupid idea that then again, when you don't have a plan, you come up with stupid ideas every other day. So the flavor of the day in terms of stupid ideas is that now, Eric Adams has turned one of the multitude of bureaucratic agencies that are completely unnecessary, all part of the bureaucracy of government that just keeps growing and growing and growing, sort of like uh, mold, you know, mold. It just grows, and we got to keep paying for this. Now he's established a new reticketing center for migrants, he calls it. 
I guess uh, he's trying to do what Priceline or Expedia does for all of you, except for the illegals. It is a reticketing plan. So even though when these illegal aliens cross the Mexican border and they cross the Rio Grande, and the first group that meets them is Catholic Charities, what a racket that is. They should be investigated for RICO conspiracy. They get federal dollars. And the uh, Catholic Charities workers, they said, hey, you want? where do you want to go? And nine out of ten say New York City. Of course they want to go to New York City. They've seen the videos. They've seen the photos. They see how you get treated in New York City by Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who wears the $5,000 customized suits, not a thread of cotton in it, always silk. How he has greeted them in the past, how he has city hall members out there giving them swag bags, giving them everything under the sun that average everyday American citizens don't get, including those of our fellow citizens who are down on their luck, who are living in the streets, living in the subways, the parks, some of them emotionally disturbed, most of them African-American, the very African-American community that elected Eric Adams mayor. That's what provided him the plurality in both his very close primary and then the general election against me. And they've been told to the back of the bus. He is obsessed with just dealing with illegal aliens. Uh, He feels this is his pathway to the presidency in the future when they can be normalized, legalized, when they have working papers, when they'll be permitted to vote in municipal elections, town, village, borough elections, and county elections, and state elections. And he's hoping, as he keeps his finger crossed, federal elections at some time in the future, when they'll all be grateful to two people up on their wall, next to the uh, picture of Jesus Christ and the Lady of Guadalupe, the uh, Latin American version of the Blessed Mother Virgin Mary will be their Papa Chulo, Joe Biden, and will be Who's Your Daddy, uh, Eric Adams. And he's hoping that in the future he'll be able to run for the Democratic nomination and not just win the African-American vote, but also the growing Latino vote. And uh, that would be his staging uh, area to the presidency. Like all previous mayors, he's obsessed with thinking he's going to go to the White House. And guess what? No mayor ever does. But he's got to learn the hard way like all the rest of them. So this is the latest scam. I mean, the latest scheme. I wonder how much kickback there are to these tickets from this new reticketing center for migrants run by the city of New York. So you know it's going to be a disaster. It's not being run by Priceline. It's not being run by Expedia. So we're going to be paying the top rates to fly these illegal aliens out. I can just imagine Ahmed from Mauritania, because it's mostly Mauritanians now who are showing up, uh, comes up to the uh, reticketing center and says, you know, I'm here for jihad. Uh, I don't really want to stay here. There are too many jihadists. Uh, can I go to Hawaii? I'll even go to Maui. You, can you pay for a one-way ticket? I want to do jihad. You, know, you can imagine all the jihadists. Yeah, we want to go to Hawaii. Uh, We'll even go to Maui. You know, we'll be guests of uh, Oprah Winfrey, of The Rock, uh, of Obama, right? Jihadists to Hawaii. Hey, is that it? Yeah, one-way ticket. This is like the dumbest freaking idea of the many dumb ideas. As Eric Adams yesterday, after announcing this at 
Everything is on the table. Everything is on the table. Now, this is the only time they'll ever be searched. You do realize this, Rico Radovalo, when they have to get on the flight. The first time since they've been in the United States they'll be searched. They don't get searched at their shelters, even though Americans in shelters not only get searched, they can't have weapons, drugs, drug paraphernalia, booze. They have curfews. Hey, the illegal aliens, they own this place the moment they walk over the border. They never once get searched. The only time now they'll get searched is if they go on this airline to Hawaii. Because, you know, all of them are going to say, I want to go to Hawaii. I want to go to Hawaii. That's the latest scam, because it is a scam. Trust me, this is going to be kickbacks to friends of Eric Adams. You know, when you re-ticket, a certain percentage goes to the ticket agent, right? Right? Wrong way, Lou Rufino. And the ticket agent just happens to be friends of Eric Adams. It's all a money game, and we're the ones who are getting screwed. Yesterday it was announced that we have paid $10 million and will increase that amount for laundering service for the illegal aliens, as the mayor always likes to say. We have to clean their sheets. Why is he obsessed with sheets? You know, they got a, they got a tub, right? If you, any of you have ever been in jail, right? Look, I happen to have been in jail 80 times. I'll be more than happy to go and get arrested to stop Floyd Bennett Field from housing the illegal aliens in 81st, 82nd, 83rd, 84th time. Rick, uh, Rico Radabali, if you ever get locked up, you use the toilet to wash your clothes. You, it's like a washing machine. You put them in, you flush a few times, you know, you put the uh, Felsnaptis soap, uh, and, and you rub it to laundry soap, and then you hang it up in your cell. And that's how you end up with clean clothes. That, that's in jail in an eight-by-four-foot cell. But God forbid we have illegal aliens in the tub and shower that we provided them at the Milford Plaza Hotel on 44th Street and 8th Avenue at $500 a head every night. God forbid we ask them to do their own laundry. We do everything for them. And now it's amounted to $10 million. Just the laundering alone, and that will continue. So last night, we had 350 people, and uh, I explained to the crowd how I get information ahead of time. Because remember, I have a standing agreement with our owner-operator who allows me to use the most powerful radio station in the nation by day. And when I come back at night this weekend, remember, from 12 midnight to 6 in the morning to the break of dawn, the most powerful radio station in the world when the sun goes down. And it's simple. John has told me, you're wrong, you're gone. And that's our agreement. So for me, it's high noon every day. So I know there were some rats in the audience uh, yesterday who were eating the Parmesan cheese and taking all this information back to City Hall. That's fair, because I have rats galore in City Hall. That's how I get my information. It's almost rat versus rat, spy versus spy, like the old Mad Magazine. So today, at the police station in Floyd Bennett Field, they had like 20 guys in hard hats and vests, all the, the suits, the mockers, you know, and they were all together. And we had a rat right there amongst them who said, they're saying like a cheerleader from City Hall. All the City Hall people were there. There's no way they're going to stop this. There's no way we're going to let that buffoon Sliwa stop this. Okay, that's good. They're taking us seriously now. Because they were in the meeting last night and they heard me tell the politicians, stay out of the lane of the rebels. 
you did a miserable job organizing protests and rallies and whatever. Just do what you do best, which is have press conferences, spew hot air, and leave it to the rebels. Let the lawyers do what they got to do in court. So we established that. And now we know, as of today, there are showers for a 100 that are on the grounds of Floyd Bennett Field. They've set up laundry rooms. Oh, wow. Will they be doing their own laundry, or are we going to have a concierge, you know, who fetches their laundry? There's generators. There's water trucks. There's security. Uh, They brought in uh, security guards. Not locally. They are not hiring local people. They brought them in from Washington and Oregon. They're housing them over at those no-tell motels near JFK uh, and over by five towns, Hewlett, Woodmere, Cedarhurst, Lawrence, Inwood. Yeah, yeah, we're following him. We're following him. They got out-of-town workers, construction workers. They're working 12 hours a, a day, seven days a week, getting a major overtime. We're talking platinum time in order to give a tent for an illegal alien to complete his or her invasion of America at Floyd Bennett Field. Unbelievable. And even though the park has a curfew of 10 o'clock as a federal park, let's see if they impose a curfew. Now, supposedly on Sunday, buses of women and children will be coming into the tents. There are four up, three more to go, make seven. I told everybody, hold back. Don't be protesting against women and children. The optics are bad. Leave it to Curtis Lewa. I have organized the rebels. We will continue to get information. We will continue to keep you all formed, informed. This is transparency, unlike the politicians and the lawyers and everyone else who have screwed us and allowed our country to be invaded. We're going to shut this down. One way or the other, the rebels, up the rebels, will shut it down. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Uh, This is the anthem for the rebels, uh, led by the Sullivan uh, brothers, uh, first in peace, first in war. Naturally, myself, Scott Lebedo, John Tobacco, rebels everywhere, Phil Orenstein. I mean, it could go on endlessly. We're the ones who are going to stop the illegal alien invasion. We're going to stop it. But the reason I play this uh, tribute to James Conley from Black 47 is that uh, last weekend, the decision was made by the Strategic Response Group of the police department, of whom I met with. They have headquarters right on 42nd Street on the west side, the old Midtown North. Uh, And they had uh, combined with the men and women of the 48th Precinct in Bay Ridge, to stop the Palestinian, pro-Palestinian demonstrators last week on Fifth Avenue at night 
when they had assembled at 72nd and 5th Avenue and were prepared to go over to 3rd Avenue. And uh, it would have been all, all hell would have broken loose. You imagine what the weather, the weather tomorrow night is going to be like in the 80s. Outside of the Kettle Black, the Salty Dog, Kitty Kiernan's, the Three Jolly Pigeons, the Wicked Monk, the Harpbar, the Irish who did not surrender, did not retreat last weekend. The police wisely kept the Palestinians, you know, including the Jews for Hamas, away from Third Avenue. That may well happen again. And the guy who was walking a tightrope is the city councilman who's being challenged by Ari Kagan, my candidate. And, in fact, yesterday trying to help uh, the candidacy of Justin Brannan because he's drowning. Because it appears he's been supportive of the Palestinian protesters. I mean, he was vacillating. He was all over the place as they were screaming. You know, uh, they had their their theme song, From the River to the Sea. Do we have a little bit of that, uh, From the River to the Sea? A little bit of that. From the river to the sea. Okay, all right, enough of that. Uh, At every demonstration, that's the theme song. That's what they all sing. And he seemed to be in harmony with that, Justin Brandon. And remember, I had announced uh, months ago that they were planning City Hall to put uh, tents into Bay Ridge and into Fort Hamilton. And he came on with Sid Rosenberg, who he knew years ago, and he called me. What they all call me, all these politicians, Democrats or Republicans, a liar, and then a word. I, I still don't know what it necessarily means. Uh, Curtis Lee, what comes on, talks about my district, talks about something that's just not true. It's just not true. That he, he gets on the radio and says, the mayor and I are planning to turn Sherwood Park into a migrant tent city. Absolutely false. But this is what demagogues do in times of crisis. What the hell is a demagogue? Sounds good, but then again, it's probably not good. So yesterday, Eric Adams has endorsed only one candidate in these upcoming city council elections that are critical to getting rid of the socialists uh, who have defunded the police. Oh, that's right. Justin Brandon voted to defund the police of a billion dollars, just like the socialists. And who does Eric Adams back up? Justin Brandon, the guy who took a billion dollars from the police, just like all the socialists do. Can't have it both ways, Eric. All right, that's your candidate. My candidate is Ari Kagan. I won that district in the mayoral election, and we're going to win it. We're going to win it against Justin Brandon for the people because here's a regular average kind of guy named Sal from Bay Ridge, and he sums it all up about this this, uh, dua faccia, this traitor Justin Brandon. This guy's a mutt, Sid. Listen, correct me if I'm wrong, please. Last time when... De Blasio, when he did the $1 billion, wasn't this guy on the city council or not? He was, 100%. That time, Sid, he sure as hell did yep. vote for the money. So now all of a sudden they see you know, the, the woes of their ways and how things are getting so effed up, and now he changes his mind. He's a turncoat, two-faced mutt. That's why the battle lines are drawn. Eric Adams yesterday endorsed the cop hater, uh, Justin Brandon, who voted to defund the police by a billion dollars. And I endorsed Ari Kagan, who supports the police. 
you know what you got to do in that area of Dyker Heights, Bay Ridge, that whole district. Vote for Harry Kagan.